Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. All right, welcome back. We had a little uh, breaky break there spring break action going on uh, last week, but hey, yeah, we're back. This is That's How I Roll. I'm Jeremiah Isley. I'm your driver today, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. So, um, here's today's roadmap. We're going to do a quick drive-by of Between Two Cities from Stonemeyer Games. We're going to stop by and see what's good in the neighborhood. We're going to hit the corner of conversation, thought and conversation. I almost forgot what it was because it's been like a week. And we're also going to jump on the feedback loop today. How's everybody been doing? Let's see what's good in the neighborhood. Um, So yeah, last week was spring break. And I had hoped to kind of maybe get an episode or two out during that time, but it just did not happen. So I apologize for that, but I had an amazing week. My boys had the week off of school and we did lots of fun stuff. They did like a cool um, golf program and learned a little bit about the game of golf because they wanted to learn how to play golf. So we did it, you know. Um, But I also... Also got a good amount of gaming in. I played Letters to Whitechapel, which is an amazing game. If you haven't played it, go play it, go buy it, go get it. It's awesome. Maybe I'll do a drive by review of that in our next episode because I liked it that much. Um, I also played Roll for the Galaxy, Defenders of the Realm, in well, Between Two Cities. I played a lot of Kingdom Builder this past weekend. And um Gosh, I, I know I played some more, but it's really early. It's been a long week. I'm super tired. I didn't sleep hardly at all this weekend because of other things like, well, gaming and Ubering and all that kind of stuff. I also, like I said, um, a weekend ago, played a lot of music over Easter weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, I played bass for a friend of mine at his church um, on Good Friday, which was cool. We we had this little like acoustic guitar, bass, and drum thing going on for that service. And my buddy Tony always does a great job um, bringing the God, bringing the word, and just kind of creating cool experiences for people to sort of just kind of encounter God in new ways. And so that was fun. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I played five total Easter services with another friend of mine who, it was like this huge orchestra of like, I don't know, there's probably like 20 or so people in the orchestra and then another like seven or eight of us in the band and then like 20, 30 people in the choir and it was crazy. It was just, it's probably the most people I've actually ever performed with and I got to play percussion and we had like a snare drum out there and I was just going crazy and having a lot of fun. Um, Super, super cool. We played some really cool tunes and they all sound great. I don't know if there's links anywhere up online that you can actually see any of that, but if there is, I will find them and I will put them in the show notes 
and maybe even tweet them out uh, at some point. But I haven't seen anything yet, so I don't know that it exists online anywhere. So that's what's good in my neighborhood. I'd love to hear what you guys have been up to, what games you've been playing. Please sound off and we'll go from there. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. So I wanted to do a drive-by of Between Two Cities. Now, Between Two Cities came out last year, and we did a, a preview of the prototype, and we've got a written review of the finished game uh, coming up very soon on Theology of Games. And it is from Stonemaier Games, and it's actually kind of a diversion of their first two titles. Their first two titles were Viticulture, which is super heavy Euro worker placement. Also, just an amazing game. I love it. Viticulture is probably my favorite worker placement game in existence today. Just going to put that out there. They also did Euphoria, which is another worker placement game, but the theme is very uh, dystopian. So it's like this dystopian future, and your workers are dice, and if they get too much happiness, then you start losing them, or if they get too much knowledge, you lose them, or no, yeah, too much knowledge, and you lose them, but you want to try to keep them happy and dumb. So, like, there's this whole mechanism of trying to do that. Uh, cool game. It kind of needs more players. You kind of have to play it with the maximum amount of players to really make it shine. But still, fun game. So Between Two Cities is a very quick playing, like 20 to 30 minute filler game. Um, it's a, but it's a tile placement game. And it is... I should have looked it up beforehand. But I believe it's co-designed by... Uh, Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rossett. Now, Ben Rossett designed Mars Needs Mechanics from uh, Nevermore Games, and Matthew O'Malley's done quite a few other games as well. So these guys are kind of up and coming, and they really knocked it out of the park with uh, Between Two Cities. So Between Two Cities, like I said, plays for in about 20 to 30 minutes, and it plays... There's a solo variant, there's a two-player variant, but the, the base game is, I believe, three to seven. Yeah, it's three to seven players, and the, the, it's a tile placement and drafting game. But here's the cool part about it. So the concept is, is that you're building a city, and all the tiles are different types of uh, buildings. So one will be an office, one will be a shop, one will be a house. One will be, uh, uh, not a school, but like a tavern, a park, and I think I hit all of those. Oh, and factories are in there too. And they all score different ways in a sort of set collecting way. Like if you have X amount of offices, you get X amount of points. But there's also bonuses if they're next to taverns because, you know, people want to be able to go get lunch on their lunch break or go to happy hour or whatever. Um, houses earn points by being in a city that has more diverse amounts of buildings in it. So if you have all of the five other tiles in it, then each house that's in your city is worth five points. 
which is cool because, hey, you want to live in a city that has all kinds of things going on. But if you place that house right next to a, a factory, nobody wants to live there. It's only worth one point. So there's all these cool different ways that all of these places score and they all make thematic sense. Like the shops want to be in a line, sort of like a shopping plaza or a mall of some sort. But so the, the way the game plays that makes it really interesting is that you are going to draw seven tiles into your hand. You're gonna pick two of them, and then you're gonna work with the person on your left and the person on your right. You're actually building two cities at the same time. So you talk with the person on your left, or your right, you just kind of figure out who you want to talk with first, and you figure out the tile they picked for that city, or you, know, you can look at it and say, hey, these are the tiles that I picked for this round and you guys can decide which ones you should play in your city and then you go to the next person that's sitting next to you and you do the same thing and then you pass your tiles and you get the next set of tiles from the person that passed to you and you, you do that again, you pick two more, you try to figure it out. So you're simultaneously building these two cities. That's why it's called Between Two Cities because you're actually working between two cities. Um, so you play three rounds. It's really it's really simple. You play um, six tiles each. So it's three in each city in one round. The next round is duplex. So there's there's tiles that are like double tiles that are duplexes, and you only play one of those in each city. And then you play a third round with six more tiles, so three more in each city. So your city is only four by four, and then the game is over and you score. But here's the tricky part. You score, your score is the city next to you that you worked on that is the lowest score. So if you build one city super, super high, you only, you score, you know, 80 points or 100 points or whatever, but the one on the other side that you've been working on only scores 20, well, you only score 20 points. So you're not trying to just build one of them really, really well, you're trying to build both of them evenly and hopefully you'll have two really high scoring cities so that you'll be able to win when your lowest score is, is tallied and that's your score. I love this game. The first time we played the prototype, we immediately put it back on the table and we, we played it again and again. Um, the finished copy is great. They, um, I got a special edition one which came with so there's, um, there's these markers that you use that are like little building meeples, I guess. So you put that next to your city and then you put a matching one next to the scoreboard. So you know, okay, this city is, has scored this. Um, and they're just really cool. There are all these different monuments and landmark buildings like the Arc de Triumph, the Eiffel Tower, the Capitol Building, uh, just all these really interesting architectural type things. Uh, the gateway to the west, the you know the St. Louis Arch. So there's just it's very very visually appealing, um, and it's Stonemaier Games. They just they always deliver really really well quality uh, quality components, and the game is just great. It's really really fun, and I just I really enjoy the sort of dual co-op nature of it and it just it really makes you think the one downside to it is that the learning curve of how the tiles score is really 
probably the slowest part. Um, I played it over the weekend with a somewhat casual gamer, and it it was a little hard for her to grasp the how the tiles score and which ones you should do, and, and because of that, so that it kind of slowed it down just a bit for her because she was okay. Now how does this one score? And how does this one do it? Uh, but she she held her own and, and she did great. And the good thing about it is. Because even if that is the case, you're working with two people. So between the three people that are kind of working together on two different cities, you can kind of get a grasp of what's going on and, and, and talk through things enough to really sort of fully understand. And no, not one of those people are trying to make any of those cities any worse. So they're doing their best to make the cities that you're working on work. It's just, it's such a cool concept. I really, really like it. I highly recommend this game. It is unlike any other tile placement game I've played. It's unlike any other drafting game I've played. I really, really enjoy it, and I, I think you will too. Welcome to the corner of thought and conversation. Which way will you turn? Why not hang a right and join in on the conversation by tweeting at Theology of Games or sending an email to theologyofgames at gmail.com. So I have a really light conversation for you today. And <laughs> we put up a, a poll on Twitter. And, um, you know, because of the Easter season, I noticed that most... Okay, the, the question was, what do you call them? Jelly beans or jelly bird eggs? And the reason I asked is because I'm looking at our bags of jelly beans, which is what I call them. By the way, it was unanimous. 100% of the people who voted, which was like 30 or 40 or I don't even remember. It was a, a, quite a bit. It was only up for a day. 100% people of the people that voted said jelly beans. And I was like... And the reason I ask is because you look on the bag and it says jelly bird eggs. Who is there anybody out there that actually says, oh, hey, kids, do you want some jelly bird eggs? I've never once heard a, a, a real life human being use the term jelly bird eggs. So <laughs> I just, I, so the, the thought in the conversation that I wanted to throw out there is what else is there out there in your life? You know, maybe it's just like a family thing that you have a term that you call it that is not actually labeled. I think the family of the human race has decided that jelly bird eggs are actually jelly beans and not jelly bird eggs. But so my wife's family, and this is this is my example, my wife's family has this thing that they call sewer pipes. And all it is, is it's like baked rigatoni in a way. So that it's um, like the big, they call them sewer pipes because it's the big noodles that look like a, a really big pipe. You know, it's like hollow and whatever. And then they, they put, you know, I don't know the whole process that makes them special, but uh, they bake them, they put, you know, marinara sauce, and then they cut, smother it with cheese in like a casserole pan or something, and then they bake it, and it's, by the way, it's super delicious. I love it when, when uh, my wife's mother makes these things, and 
but they call it sewer pipes. And if you say sewer pipes around anybody in my wife's family, they know exactly what you're talking about. You're not, they're not talking about where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live. They're talking about this, this pasta dish that they make. Um, so I wanted to throw that out there. What, what other things out there do you, do you kind of have an understanding with maybe just your friends or your gamer friends or your family or whatever uh, something that they they have a name for that maybe necessarily isn't the normal name so throw that out there let's get that conversation going because I love when I when I come across these kind of things I just think it's super interesting and that's why I want to have this conversation For the feedback loop, get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at Theology of Games or emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. Okay, the feedback loop. Um, yeah, just a couple things real quick for the feedback loop. Uh, Brian Drake actually wrote in about the whole jelly bean conversation or the, the poll and said he calls them jelly beans because he's not insane, although jelly bird eggs do kind of make sense because of the shape and Easter. Like, what do beans have to do with Easter? I mean, what do eggs really have to do with Easter anyway? But, so maybe they should be called Jellybird eggs. Um, also, Alan wrote in about the conversation about pretense that we had and said that he really enjoyed it and mentioned the game that I, I actually was thinking about the whole time. Uh, Jason Tagmeyer has a game called Pretense. And maybe we'll talk about that a little more because I'm, I'm just I'm pulling my driveway right now. But um, Alan also said that he really wanted to have uh, he wanted to someday design a game that removed pretense from folks and and got them to talk without sort of the masks that we wear in society. To which I thought, hmm, it sounds like therapy to me. But. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that's that. Anyway, I'm, I'm once again sitting in my driveway talking to myself. So I'm going to wrap this one up. Thanks so much for everybody that took part in our poll. Thanks so much for being part of the conversation. Please, please, please follow us on Facebook. Check out everything going on over at Theology of Games. And subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. It's so, so important. It really, really helps out things on my end. So thanks so much again. We'll see you next time. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe. Tune in next time when Jeremiah will say, Thanks so much. So,